my god. Oh my god, here it comes. Here it comes. Masters of the Universe, the motion picture. Here's a 1987 American superhero film directed by Gary Goddard. Oh, what just probably one of the most influential directors around, Brad. Mm, right? You think, so like, just, just so a much. superior talent. Mm, the film yeah. stars, really, it's just a who's who of Hollywood. Dolphin Lundgren, Lundgren? Mm. Frank Langangela, mm-hmm. uh, John Cipher. Oh my God, the great Chelsea Field. Uh, just how many Oscars would that woman have? I don't know. Billy Barry, no Billy Barty. Even better. Courtney Cox. Never heard of her. Robert Duncan McNeil. Oh my God, just. A superior talent, Brad. Superior which, talent. Which one of these names you've mentioned is the um, the angry principal in the high school in Back to the Future? I don't He's know. Bald headed guy. Is that Billy Barty? Maybe we'll go with that. Um, if if we're wrong and he's dead and you're part of his estate, um, all correspondence can be sent to uh, fuckyoucunt at hotmail dot com. Yeah, Billy Barty. Is it? Uh, oh, bald, bald-headed Billy Barty. Billy, yeah, uh, just scaring through the red. But yeah, he's, he's getting Google alerts now as we speak. Oh no, this no Billy Barty was a dwarf. No, okay, oh, but he, he was bald. That he helps. Not he played not Orco. Mm. Yeah. Um. Meg Foster, oh, also in this. It's based on a Mattel toy line of the same name and tells the story of two teenagers who meet He-Man, the most powerful man in the universe. Yeah. Uh, Masters of the Universe was released theatrically in the United States on August 7th, 1987. It was a critical and commercial failure. I don't believe it. Yeah. Uh, grossing $17 million worldwide against a budget of $22 million. It is now regarded Gosh. as a classic cult film mm. for reasons mm. for reasons. we shall discuss yeah yeah we will <sighs> so this is you're obviously the masters of the universe aficionado your own mm. mini toys you I, I have been known to have a few pieces of plastic both yeah. um, free from the plastic cage and in in package um um, yep. So you play, uh, you buy one for display, one for play, and <laughs> and one for an investment. Is that what we're talking yeah, about? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, that's it. Yeah. Well, actually, no, I just get one for nostalgic joy. And then the, the financial joy that comes with it is just added benefit. You know, when you see the prices of those toys. Woo. Uh, so yeah. you're making. Tens of thousands of dollars on these things. Wow. You're making tens of hundreds of dollars. <laughs> so you? makes te- you're making tens of tens of dollars. Tens of what? tens of tens of tens? I don't know. So, like ah, look, if what's you your want, biggest profit? If if you want to start talking um a value of, of He Man toys, we'll, mm. we'll go originals, not the re release things that are coming out. Um actually no, let's go my most valuable one. The two that I have are made by a company called Super 7, and they're the ultimate uh, He-Man and Skeletor. I purchased them for a whopping 
50 US doll hairs. And uh, now they're on eBay for between five and 600 US doll hairs. And uh, mm. I think that's atrocious for a modern toy that only came out in the last like three years. Really? But it brings me great joy. I love looking at the toy and then I love also thinking that's, that's making me bank. That's, that's, um, you know, that's, that's the sweet, sweet joy of it all. So you're keeping the mint in the box. They are. They're, they're, they're mint in the mailer box. Yeah. That's, it's extra nerd. So there's an outer box around the box. Hmm. I, I do pull them out and look at them though. So yeah. Um, for look, for the wow. uninitiated in the mm. early 80s. And look, we know our demographic. It's generally men and uh, you're generally in your uh, 30s and 40s, right? So you know what we're talking about. Master of the Universe toys came out early 80s. I have the Generally power. quite poor as well. Mm. Well, that's the listeners though. Uh, mm. That's why they listen to us because they want to they achieve our level of don't mm. open the toyness. Yeah. Poor and living unfulfilled lives. Yeah, yeah. And when we were all youngsters in the early 80s, uh, you're into several things. And it may have been more than one of these or just one, depending on how financially well off your parents were. You had Transformers. Oh, yeah. G.I. Joes. Dumb. <laughs> and Masters of the Universe. Right? I think that's oh. about it. Oh, was Thundercats. Like, there was Star Wars. Yeah, we, well, Star Wars is earlier than that, I think, wasn't? It? Wasn't that like late seventies? I had my oh, Star Wars toys. Jedi. Yeah, I, I like Star right. Wars, Thundercats, and um, Transformers. Yeah. Okay, I've I've got a big bag. I was of a cool kid. I must have take that off my hands. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I have a massive bag, and I'm about to sell them. Because they're worth mega bucks and they they just sit in my to sell box. So I'll bring them over next time I come around and you can touch them and have some nostalgia. You I can got touch a thunder tank. I got a thunder tank. Do you? Mm, original. Oh. Well, um, I don't know. Let's see what it's worth before I ask you if I can buy it off you. <laughs> Do you? Double. Yeah. Wow. A thunder tank. Well, look, I'll bring around my lino and my. Chitara, and we'll put them in the Thunder Tank, and we'll have a, a riot. But we're not here to talk about Thundercats, are we? No. Mm. Well, mm. we were trying to segue ourselves as to why the Master of the Universe movie came into being. These toys, they were everywhere. Like from nineteen, I think it's eighty-one, the first wave came out. He-Man, Skeletor, those dudes. Just uh, if you're unaware of this franchise, you're an idiot. And B, they're just like muscle-bound, five-point-five-inch plastic toys. Mm. Right? He-Man was originally a Conan doll, wasn't he? And then yeah. it all yeah, fell yeah. apart, and they just said, "Oh, I'll just call it He-Man." I don't know. Yeah, what the fuck? that's the myth. So no one at Mattel is officially saying that because I think there's some, uh, you know, legal matters still underway there. The brown-haired He-Man. Um, but there are a few figures out there. They call them uh, Savage He-Man or Wonderbred He-Man. And it's a brown-haired He-Man with black loincloth. And he's worth mega, mega, mega bucks. This is the thousands of dollars 
or an original wonder bread he-man uh but yes then they made him blonde and put him out and everybody bought squajillions of them and honestly for five years like from 81 to 86 these were the making mattel mega bucks this is the top tier toy line smashed barbie smashed hot wheels crushed gi joe this was this was the tits you know it was like warrior barbies for boys right you could change their llamas and swords and anyway so they got to the peak the peak of he-manness and they thought well let's you know transformers put out a film we can put out a film too and that's what we're here to discuss now do you remember this film coming out when you're a wee kid yep yep remember remember the trailers i didn't see it in theaters i know i saw it on tv years later Oh, right. When I was in my teenage years, yeah. Ah, oh, too poor to go to the cinema or you just didn't go? Didn't really care and, yeah, too poor. Oh. Well, my parents had money, but they did yeah. not spend the money and I certainly oh. didn't get any of it. Yeah, It's wise. Well, they're probably living in a great retirement now, right? They're driving around and electric Mustangs. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> living the good fucking life. Yeah, fuck you, son. I'm saving well, I, up for my old age. Yeah. I suffered and never had anything good in my life. Well, it sounds like you had a fucking thunder tank, so they're doing all right. Yeah, I had a thunder tank. That's true. Yeah. We had, uh, when I was a kid, again, segue back to the toys. Um, me and my older brother, that was that was our jam. We had boxes of these fucking things. Like, we were He-Man Mecca. We had the castles. We had all the vehicles and all the figures. It was super rad. And uh, so now, now I'm spending my adulthood trying to recollect all those toys I had when I was a kid because they all got thrown out, of course. Um, oh my yes. god! Yeah, tragic. It was, it was tragic. They, they didn't just get tears. thrown out in the dump. They they were thrown on a on a literal fireplace and and melted and burnt to a crisp, <laughs> along with a box full of mask toys. A box Did someone yell at you? You're a man now, boy. Don't cry. <laughs> uh, no. I've been I a was, pussy. Was, you know. You'll I, grow out of it. My, me and my brother had left home. This, I'm sure this is a very familiar case to our listeners. You leave home and uh, you leave all your shit at your parents' place, whether it's in your old room or under a staircase or in the basement or whatever. And then your parents go, well, those cunts aren't coming back. I need this fucking space. And so they take your precious toys and burn them and to be fair good on them you know like it's their house empty my shit out if i wanted it back then i should have grabbed it right but when you're in your 20s you don't give a shit i mean fucking most people in their 40s don't give a shit about toys but when i was in my 20s i was like okay whatever kid stuff but now that i'm older i'm like fuck i wish i had those things because we had woo, we had this we had the stuff my toys. Oh, my toys. You've still got most of yours in the fucking box from when you were a kid, don't you? Like, the ones. Well, my mum like kept it all. And... My mum loved me. She she kept uh. them all. And then when I moved out, she said, come and get your shit. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm throwing it out. And I yeah, was wise. I came, and got my, I came and got my shit. <laughs> yeah, you got some warning. See, I came home to get my shit and it was burnt. Yeah. That's real oh. parenting. Well, at least it did destroy boy. the atmosphere. 
Yeah, yeah. Or it's better to burn it than to put it in landfill, if you ask me. It's going to rot the soil where you grow your food. Nah, let's put it in the air. There's plenty of air. We'll all be fine. Okay, yeah. And and quite frankly, things are warmer now, so our electricity yeah, bills are going down. Yeah, that's it. Absolutely. I'm thinking about think about everybody. It's a mm. global problem. We all want to be warmer. Mm. Um, where were we? Anyway, the toy Can line. Can we talk about the film? Because I'm a bit bored about your yeah. toys right now. <laughs> to be honest, like, Jesus, hey, ramble. We're getting there. Man, baby. Hey, man, I'm excited. Baby. It's finally a, a subject that I can man baby out on. Anyway, Toys are at the peak. Let's make a film. And uh, 87 is absolute peak of the toys. And they thought, we make a film. We're going to sell even more toys. Well, my trivia I found is that Mattel mandated that He-Man was not allowed to kill or do anything immoral in this movie. Mm. The mm-hmm. parts had to be rewritten. And then the toy line started dipping in popularity and so mattel changed its mind and said okay you can kill some stuff (laughs) (laughs) yeah to be look uh to be blunt after this film came out 87 the toy line was gone it just plummeted off a cliff nobody bought it anymore i don't know what the replacement was maybe 89 was ninja turtles that was huge early 90s those toys um what I want to know is, like, you get Skeletor and He-Man and you get Evil Lynn, mm-hmm. but all the other characters got replaced. Was that a budget mm. thing? What was going on? Uh, I, again, they wanted new characters to make new toys. So they'd sold all the He-Mans and Teelers and Evil Lins. So they thought, we've got a film coming out. Let's put in new characters like Blade and sell rod and will sell their toys okay. um but so even that didn't work was the courtney cox a big seller uh there was no courtney cox toy so from Jeez. the film from what the about- film get this shit from the film they didn't even make a he-man and a skeletor how fucked is that all right so from the film you got um uh what was the name gwildor the little not orco guy uh, yeah. Gwildor, Blade, and Saurod. And they made you toys? guys can they would they made toys in the vintage line. Yeah. Which one's Saurod? Was that the the one with lizard the hair guy. all blown back? Nah, oh, the lizard, lizard guy that, didn't he yeah. die early? Yeah. He did. He got disintegrated by Skeletor. Yeah. What the fuck did they make that one for? Exactly. Yeah. Beastman was in there. He was a classic. They had Beastman and Evil in. Um Tila Man wasn't- Arms. Beastman, yeah. though, was it? was another yeah, character. No, nah, they called him Beastman. Yeah. Okay. On the rewatch. I didn't think they did either, but on the rewatch, I was like, oh, yeah, they call him Beastman. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, to talk about the film, to get away from the toys, I remember seeing it in 87. I remember going to the cinema and uh, loving it. Just like, mm, He-Man, nom, 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 nom. Lap it up. Right? Dolph Lundgren was the perfect actor muscle-bound, blonde, loincloth, you know. Um, Skeletal mm, looks scary. Swedish. Can't Swedish, speak English. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, loved it. Loved it all. Loved the final battle. I was there. I was just, mm, right in it. And then I couldn't understand why the toys went away, right? I was the kid that was like, keep this shit going. 
And then, you know, years later, when you get back into it, you think, oh, fuck, I remember loving that film. And I chucked it on. This is a while back. And couldn't really, like, as soon as they went to Earth, I was like, what the fuck? Why the fuck are they going to Earth? Why did they go to Earth? Absolutely. Yeah, we can film to film in this high school, not on Eternia. Yeah. So you see, watching it again, you see the budget and you see the limitations. Um, but then rewatching it this time. How expensive would it have been to be on Eternia? Like, you could have no, like, just filmed the in the desert. Yeah. You could have That's filmed it. a bit of the woods. Yeah. And gone, we're on Eternia. Like, I mean, I That's can understand it. they cut out Battle Cat because of budget and mm. yeah, that kind yeah, of yeah. stuff. But it's like, you don't have to go to Earth at all. There's no. No. No, no. And it, I mean, look, you want, they wanted kids to think, oh, I could meet He Man in real life, I suppose. But, oh, yeah, it's, it, it's atrocious. And rewatching it again now, it is still kind of atrocious, but it was more fun. Not fun in a chopping mall kind of fun, but I still found it like 80s entertaining. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, it does not, have a charm. Not uh, in reading online, people saying it's got a charm. Yeah. Mm, um, it's a good term. I liked big... how Dolph Lundgren couldn't say his lines, so they overdubbed him with another uh, actor's voice, and yet that actor's voice is still shit. It's <laughs> saying the lines. No, they they were going to overdub him, but he had a contract mm. saying that they had to use his voice, so uh, he overdubbed so himself. Ah, that's that explains a lot. But he's yeah. barely in the movie. That's another thing. Um, yeah, it's really he shows up, has a bit of a fight, disappears for a while, and you kind of left with Courtney Cox, Courtney Cox, uh, yeah. Courtney Cox, yep. Courtney Cox. He man shows up, Kevin. disappears, Courtney Cox. Yeah, some bullshit about a musician. He thinks it's a Japanese synthesizer for some reason well look, I, they were going for that my science project back to the future mid 80s got to have a teen in a high school vibe get it understand what canon was going for but cheap yeah cheap yeah didn't need it apparently didn't they had a lot of problems it. like mattel um didn't were supposed to you know contribute to the budget and then were quite late and there was days when they weren't allowed to shoot because uh, no money were there, so they kind of sat around and wasted days. And yeah, uh, apparently the, di- the oh, you've got a point. You go right ahead. We're talking the over director Gary Goddard was uh, very inspired by Jack Kirby, who did all the uh, Marvel stuff, a lot of it. Mm. And he said that Skeletor was his um, dark side. Yeah, yeah, you know, he was very inspired by those kind of comics and what? stuff. Of all the things in the film, I think Skeletor's done perfectly. If they'd done um, a dark Eternia film or bigger budget, I think Skeletor still stands up. Um, Frank Langella as Skeletor is a pure joy. He's he's yeah. he's um. What do you say? It's a big, broad performance, but it's mm. fun and fits and works, and he's he's good to watch every yeah, scene he's in. It's like chewing this. Is it what this phrase they say? Chewing the scenery. It's just in it. It's lapping it up. He's um, he's going for gold and loving every second of it, and he, he's doing it. He's a good actor. He, yeah, he's doing it well. Yeah, yeah. I remember seeing an interview with him saying it was one of his favorite roles to play because mm. 
he worked so hard at it and he got buffed up thinking it was He-Man. Like he went to the gym and he worked out and he got into the best shape of his life. Yeah. And then when he went to try on the costumes, it was he was just covered and nobody saw his muscles. <laughs> yeah, I, I saw that interview. He was he was um, he was stacked apparently. He was ripped. Yeah. yeah. And, and they the put other, a cloak like, over. The only other little bit of trivia that I've got that I found fascinating, and again on rewatching makes sense, is they're making this film and they know they got fuck all budget because it's a canon film. And as you said, Mattel didn't put any money in. And they shot the film, they sort of well, they, they got they so late. far along. What's that? Oh, they paid, but they were late. All right. Mm. They got so far along, and then they ran out of money, right? Like, we got zero money. And they'd filmed everything except the final battle scene, which was supposed to be the big, you know, the big highlight, He-Man and, Skell- and God, and Skelly God, I think they call it, mm-hmm. fighting, right? We've got no money. And so that was it. There was no more money, and they went... <laughs> So they had to shoot it. So the director went in with the two actors and some like lights in a gymnasium and filmed the final battle. I thought that was fucking awesome. Yeah, he <laughs> paid battle, for it himself, uh, the yeah. director. I don't think it's too bad, you know, it's stylistic choices. When I was a kid, I thought it was the fucking greatest thing ever. Mm. You just need some blue lights and clashing things and Star Very- Wars style electricity. Very reminiscent of the uh, final battle in uh, Flash Gordon. Oh, yeah. Or um, Highlander. So a little bit like Highlander as well. You know, just up close, sword fighting, short and sharp. No beheadings, though. Mm. Mm. And Skeletor pops his head out of the pit at the end. He goes, ah, not really dead. Oh, yeah. Oh, (laughs) that was the, that was probably, that was my first post-credits scene set the scene for marvel and i remember when we had it on vhs and i found that because i didn't see that at the cinema because who the fuck waits around in the cinema you're a goddamn psychopath if you're sitting in the cinema through the credits back in the 80s uh and uh, that was my most paused moment i got to the end and i saw it and i went what the fuck rewound it played it again rewound it played it again it kind of, i found it kind of scary i'll be back was that Mm, you're kind of a wimp, to be honest. Oh, I am. Not yeah, scary yeah. at all. It's well established. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. I mean, the darkness scares me. Yeah, yeah I know. I know. Yeah, you watch horror movies in the daylight and you can't get in the daylight. 10 minutes and I still in. get scared. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, what else do I know about this? Oh, they're proposing to make a sequel while they're making this film as well. Oh, nice. And Dolph Lagrin didn't like the night shoots and he was a bit of a pussy as well. And he said, no, I'm not coming back. And so they were going to get the surfer, uh, something Laird, forget his first name. And the idea was that Skeletor comes to Earth and poses as a person to get close to a business entrepreneur to steal technology to take over the universe. And He-Man was going to pose as a football player to get close to them. Which makes a lot of sense when you think about it. Hmm. 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 Sounds fucking could have, awful. Could have been better than this one. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I did learn though was it, am I fucking remembering this right? Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I remember there was a sequel written for it, but then you know the thing flopped, and so they rewrote the sequel and it became Cyborg, which 
is a, I think it's a Stallone film or a Van Damme film. Maybe it's a Van, Van Damme. Damme. Mm. And that was apparently the sequel to Master of the Universe. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. Hmm. I have to say two highlights for me. Um, what's Man at Arms? Oh, Teela. Hmm. Good G-string. That was good. Hmm. And Meg Foster, pretty hot. Who's Meg Foster? Was that Evil Lynn? Yeah. Appar- apparently she had padding under her suit to make her boob bigger, which incredible. Well done. Great uh, thinking. You could do that in the 80s. Mm. Yeah. Well done. Well, and, and uh, just for equality, mm. um, who was the best looking of the guys? You've objectified the women. Now let's identify the men. He man had a great set of titties, didn't he? Mm, he did. Well, I, I found it on the rewatch. Uh, just to be frank, I found the budgie smugglers, his little undies, mm. very distracting on the rewatch. I just thought, how the fuck do you stand around all day in that costume and uh, not feel like you should quit? Well, you have uh, an amazing body like Dolph Lundgren, and yeah. Basically, every check there's just wants to gobble your knob all day. Well, I don't know if they did. It seemed like he had a very small budgie smuggler. A, a oh, no, bird, I think they, they did. Canary. Mm. That's, that's because he was just blowing his load in between takes. Oh, like, sure. Just seven or eight times. Like he was, he, yeah, he was, right. he was, he was, yeah, there was nothing there. He was had, mm. had to build it back up okay. again. All right. Yeah. Well, it's uh, another well, true fact. Overall, for you, mm. how did you feel watching this? Do you th- did you feel like this is up there in the in the classic eighties, you know, lineup of films, or it's uh, best left in the cult basket? Well, full disclosure, I did watch this while enjoying another bottle of wine, mm. and, and, and and quite enjoyed it. Uh huh. Yeah, adds another two stars to any movie, really. Oh, um, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. nice bottle yeah. of of white. Mm. It, it's stupid, but you just sit there and watch it, don't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, look, it's a film made of a of a fucking kid's toy line, right? So don't expect too much. And I mean, like, there's there's talk. It's always talk of of a new Master of the Universe film, right? For the last ten years, they've been saying it's happening. We've got a director. We've got a script, and then they fall away, and oh, we've got an actor, and then they fall away, and it, it just never comes together. In, in hindsight, now that we've had the Kevin Smith cartoon Masters of the Universe a little bit in our rearview mirror, mm. any good? Do you think that was any good? The cartoon? Mm. Look, I I need to rewatch it. I enjoyed it at the time. I found problems with it. Yeah, you know. It was it was a bit woke in places that it didn't need to be, uh, and He Man was a bit sidelined. Yeah, but first half's better than the second half, isn't it? Yeah, sure. And it wasn't it, as bad as they said, but then it, yeah, like you say, it did go a bit with He Man. Yeah, again, I'm, I'm happy for I'm happy for any content. All right, it's much like me with Star Wars. I'm just a blanket fan. Put anything out, I'll watch it. It might not be good, it might be bad, there might be good bits, bad bits, whatever. I'm going to watch it, right? I'm just a, what do you call that? Fuck. <laughs> um, 
just a sad war. Idiot. Yeah. yeah. Sad yeah. war. Um, yeah. But yeah, my, uh, those those are properties that I'm sticking with thick or thin. And people do it with Ninja Turtles, you know, and there's all sorts of variations of that. I haven't done that. People follow bands through good albums and bad albums. Uh, these these are my properties that I follow. And uh, Motu, as we say in the trade, is is one of those. I'll watch any content that's Motu. So if, if, if you're recommending this to a friend and you're doing a double feature, what would you pair this with? Mm. Wow. The old double feature with Master of the Universe. So it's going to have to be another... 80s action though this might be early 90s i thought um because dolph lundgren he needs he needed to be in it so dolph lundgren double feature and because we all love a bit of damn bit of van damage i'm pairing it up with uh universal soldier hmm. one yeah classic. classic i'm only going to pair this with a much superior 80s sci-fi classic Mm. The last starfighter, boom! Ooh, excellent. Dang. It should, it really should be a future episode. If uh, you fucktards out there listening, all twenty-seven of you, um, haven't seen the last starfighter, please go and do so. I'm sure it's on some streaming service, Prime maybe. We'll do a watch along with our many, 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 many fans. No, we should if yeah, it doesn't a, down the server, you know, it's a yeah. forgotten classic. It really is. It's not forgotten. It's amazing. Everybody knows about it. It's terrific. You know, that almost had a toy line. That was the toy line that never happened. They uh, made the prototypes. You had the main guy, you had the alien, and they made the starship, and uh, and then the copy guy, which looked like the lead guy. Uh, but they never they made the prototypes, and that was it. So over on IMDb, the cold-hearted bastards have given us a 5.3 out of 10. Oh. Runs of bitches. Uh, reading the reviews, someone gave it a 10. Great fun. Someone gave it a 7. Perfect example of low-budget sci-fi goofiness, but holds a certain charm. Mm. Someone gave it a 5. Almost good enough cheese. And someone said 3. Unfortunately, a disappointment. Mm. But by Jingos, there were a lot of positive reviews on there. <laughs> a lot of 10s and 8s you had to boy, scroll through boy, to find the bad one. Mm. Crikey, Dick, the so, the universe. Three minutes left, Brad. Oh. How are you going to rate this out of 10? Oh, it's a hard one because you've got the nostalgia goggles, but I'm going to have to go through the rewatch now. Three minutes or less, then. I've got to contribute as well. Like, let's not fuck yeah. around like we always got, do. Come got on. A minute Jesus, 50. Yeah. All right. I'm, look, oh. I'm just going to, I'm going to straight up give it, I'm going seven Dolph Lundgren packages out of 10 seven because that gives you nostalgia and no nostalgia i only give it four evil lynn boobs and a teela g-string it takes us to five five yeah look that's fair it's uh, look it's enjoyable isn't it not great (laughs) so if you if you came into it if you came into it knowing nothing about the franchise or the toys and you just went, oh, Master of the Universe, I'll oh, check this out, I don't think you'd get fucking 20 minutes in without turning it off. Would you? You'd need a good bottle of wine. <laughs> or two. 
Yeah. Or yeah. a gin if you're a real man. I felt that every time Skeletor came on, I perked up. I went, oh, Skeletor going to do. Mm. And um, yeah. also Teela's G-string and evil limb uh, and her boobs. Yeah. Right. If hey, Do you remember that film Fire and Ice, the animated oh, yeah. film? I have that yeah. on uh, DVD. Yeah. You see that? Perfect awesome. movie. Yep, it's that's that's kind of the master of the universe that I imagined, but I, I guess with less cartoon pornography than Fire and Ice. Mm. Yeah, well, that's so, where Fire and Ice got it right, though, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I guess. Well done, Fire and Ice. Yeah, you know, heavy heavy metal's a good one as well. Mm. Yeah, two films that know what they're doing. Yeah, yeah, made in a different time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, great. Then we got through that one. Yeah. No segues. Uh, Kept it pretty on point. Another perfect we got, episode. Uh, really? Like, uh, producer Eric, he got emails from our higher ups, our, our you know, our head office, mm. and we were told we waffle too much, and uh, we need to be more concise. Well, they didn't say we waffled too much. It was more <laughs> you waffled too much, wasn't it? Well, it's, it's our show. But, yes, my name may have come up more than yours. Um, um, I don't think my name was mentioned. No. Oh, except to say, why don't you shut up and let Dan talk more? For fuck's sake. I think that's great for Peyton. Never mind. All right. Who's, who's counting? Who's counting? Yeah. Hit the drums. Count. Count. 